I turned that off. Whatever. Yeah, perfect. All right, hold on a second here. My wavelength, am I am I hot? No, you I, no like <laughs> like my audio, not me physically. Oh. So we're doing forty eight hertz or whatever, and then how many bits? Uh, twenty four. I think twenty four is what it says. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, I think uh, that's standard. I'm good there. Yeah. I thought you were, oh, you, you uh, brought that up after you hit record? Of course. Oh, all right. Why wouldn't I? Well, because if it was wrong, you would have to stop and Collaborate then start. and listen? <laughs> yep. What a, oh, man. Usually I know that really well. Yeah. Uh, welcome back to another episode of eyes forward march i i I can't even keep track so we're so close to 100 that i can't keep track we got what is this 87 should be 87 nice that's one for the team that's that's a win yeah Uh, i am sergeant seagar and on the other end formerly the the artist the host formerly known as sergeant bacon senor bacon Yes. How you doing, brother? Doing all right. Doing all right. And yourself? Yeah, you know, uh, busy, but not so busy. Uh, Doing a lot of geeky shit. Um, Doing a lot of home networking, a lot of playing around, uh, trying to learn new things, which, you know, most people are like, I don't understand. But to me, it's super interesting, and I enjoy it. Yeah. Meanwhile, you were trying to build a fire in... No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) So you gave me a small heart attack there last week before we published. When you said that the episode wasn't there. (laughs) And that the server was full. And I I went to full panic mode. Because like, what do we do? What do I do? What can I do to fix this? Yeah. I gave myself a little heart attack as well because, you know, normally we're pretty good about getting things scheduled and done well in advance. And, uh, you know, Procrastinator Seagar waited yeah. to the last minute, last episode. And I, I went to go log on and all of a sudden it's like, where the hell is this thing? I could not find it. And for whatever reason, I just needed to reboot, and all of a sudden it showed up. I was like, oh, my gosh. Thank you. Because I was like, I can see it. It's right here. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I I mean, you still had it on your computer. So worst case scenario, you just would have had to re-upload it. But, you know, anyway, um, we have a listener that reached out to us, asked us a question. Well, asked a question. You don't know what this question is yet, and I'm going to ask it because I'm kind of have my thoughts and opinions, and I really want to know what your thoughts and opinions are. But I really want to know: Do you have uh, any military history? You know, I have a little bit of military history. Little bit is definitely better than none. Yeah. Mm. Well, I'm gonna have to bring this guy up so I can click this button. It's time for military. Ugh. Okay, so October 25th. <laughs> she just, oh, it's time. 
Military. History. History. So October 25th of 1983, 1800 U.S. Marines and Rangers, assisted by 300 soldiers from six Caribbean nations, invaded Grenada at the order of President Reagan, who said the action was needed to protect U.S. citizens there. Is is that how the uh, Caribbean became, or part of the Caribbean became uh, U.S. territories? I think the uh, U.S. had established some territories there historically. Mm. I've always wondered that because they're not, you know, you have U.S. territories and they're, the territories aren't stars on the flag. Right. But you can travel there freely and, you know, what have you. So I, I, just, I don't know. That, that just brought up that thought. Sure. So it says helicopters touched down at Pearls Airport at 5 a.m. on October 25th. The PRA, or the People's Revolutionary Army, greeted the Marines with bursts from small arms and machine guns. In pairs, the Marines scrambled out of the helos and immediately dug in, waiting for choppers to leave. Three Soviet-made 12.7-millimeter guns on a nearby hill fired at the helicopters, bringing in the second assault of Marines from Fox Company. And they were going to the town of Grenville, just just south of Pearls, and they were coming in at 6 a.m. The Sea Cobra attack helicopters were called in to silence the guns, and Fox Company landed amid light mortar fire. Then um, the Army Rangers arrived at the airfield at Point Salines at dawn on the same day in a C-130, and they met stiffer resistance than the Marines. To avoid the anti-aircraft fire, the Rangers jumped from a very low altitude, 500 feet, through machine gun fire, the Rangers landed on the ground, but the U.S. AC-130 Spectre gunship silenced a hostile fire with devastatingly accurate blasts. So if you don't know, the Spectre gunship is a C-130, which is a cargo plane right? that they've outfitted with miniguns and cannons and just shit to fuck you up. And they just fly in a big circle. It's weird to me being a paratrooper and you're just kind of like slowly falling to the earth and there's bullets just whizzing past you and there's nothing you can do. It's not like you can duck and hide. You either get hit or you don't. You're right. So whatever that time frame is from the time you leave the plane to the time you hit the ground, that's like miracle time if you make it. Right. That's crazy when you think about it. So, it says there had been reports in the press on Saturday, October 22nd, that the Organization of Eastern Caribbean States had met, and it was probable that someone passed the word to Grenada that the United States and Caribbean peacekeeping forces would invade, but word had been put out to Grenada Radio that the invasion would occur on Sunday. So they were lied to. Yeah. Um, there were three or four dozen Cuban army regulars 
in Grenada, not organized into a regu- regular military unit, but primarily as advisors and instructors to the Grenadian military and a handful of paramilitary Cubans, such as police and Secret Service type uh, people. Hmm. Bless yeah. the paratroopers in Grenadia. So, um, moving forward, it says <laughs> throughout the first night, a constant stream of logistics aircrafts landed and took off from partially completed runways at Point Salins. Gunfire roared from the ships and the aircraft. So, damn. Yeah. Uh, then there's a lot of stuff here that's all just kind of, yeah, I didn't really have time to vet much of this. Yeah, but I'll move up to, uh, October 25th of 2014, and this will be our, uh, our last thing for tonight. Oh. The USS North Dakota, number SSN-784, <laughs> a Virginia-class submarine of the United States Navy, is commissioned. She will be the second U.S. Navy ship to be named for the U.S. state of North Dakota. SSN. D- does that have a... Social security or, uh, no, I, I don't know what that is. Secret hmm. su- submarine nuclear. I don't know. Yeah. That's weird. I, what I, I'm not going to Google it, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. I'm not a Navy guy. Yeah. Neither am I. That was military history. Well, hopefully I don't screw up the audio too much when I, uh, go into post for whatever reason, last time. It sounded like I was keying up a, a CB microphone whenever I'd talk. See, I, I did hear, to me, it wasn't keying up like a CB. Like, there, there's, there was some peaking, and I, I didn't know what that was. Um, but, yeah, there were times where both of us would just spike, and it was, like, distorted. I was like, eh, too late now. What are you going to well, do? Yeah, it was really weird because I did all the same things that I always do. No. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, if you think about it, though, the, uh, what was it, two or three episodes ago, we tried to utilize a new platform. Uh, that was <laughs> that was a hot mess. And That was a bad day. Yeah, I'm wondering if it's because you're still running Windows 95, you know. Did you Maybe. ever get... You asked me, you reached out to me and said, Hey, uh, what's a good computer? And I gave you one that was, uh, reasonably priced. And, uh, did you ever go out and get a new computer? I haven't had a lot of time to run out and (laughs) hit up the, uh, big box computer store in the mall. (laughs) Oh, it's in the mall. Yeah. They moved it. It used to be a standalone store and they moved it into the mall. Oh, wow. Wow. When Sears got bought out or whatever or went bankrupt it moved into the sears building <laughs> can i say so, sears they're no longer in business yeah they're no longer in business i was just gonna say that's funny because i saw uh on the uh instagram reels uh i've been seeing some you know everybody's halloween decorations and everything like that and uh somebody did a graveyard in their front yard and it's like all the businesses instead of people they did gravestones for all the businesses like Sears and Radio Shack and Toys R Us. And I was like, yeah, that's clever as hell. That's pretty genius. It is. It is. So I like that. All right. So uh, we had a listener 
our one listener uh, reach out to us and uh, ask us, World War Three, is it a thing? Is it coming? What do you think? And I'm like, oh, damn, that's heavy wow. hitting. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, and I have these conversations with my wife all the time. Like, you know, it's all over social media. If you If you're into social media, and I am uh, very, 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 very small, uh, into social media, you get these people that jump on there and they, they sit there and they say, Oh, this is coming and, uh, be prepared. And the amount of advertisements or, um, faux advertisements is what I might call it because they're not really advertisements. They are, but it's more, you know, it's almost kind of like a, a, a review or something like that. But anyway, they're like, you need a gas mask. You need a, a bulletproof vest. You need this fancy AR folding, flip thing. You need this holster that holds a nine mil and a banana in case of emergencies, you know? So there's those, there are those people out there that are, you know, they make money off of basically saying that the world is going to crash around you and you need to invest all this money in all these different measures to protect yourself. And my wife doesn't necessarily believe that part of it. However, she does kind of want, cause she's a movie goer. She watches movies. She does kind of believe like some of the things that you see in the movie. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of have my thoughts and my opinions and I'm going to reserve them because I really want to hear what your thoughts and opinions are. And I'm going to preface this whole thing by saying, no, we, we have no knowledge. We don't know shit. We're two sprouts on a beanstalk that just do a job. Yeah. We know nothing. We watch, we watch the highlights of the nightly news like everybody else. So, right. hundred percent. So, um, do not take anything that we say for face value because these are just our thoughts and opinions. Um, and, uh, and, and what do you got as far as world war three? Yeah. War- world war three. Do you think that it's going to happen? I, at some point it will. Is it okay. right? Is it going to be world war three or is it going to be some other campaign name? Well, like anything, it'll have a different campaign name until history, right? Because looking back, right, World War One was just called the Great War. Yeah, that's a good point. Until 1939, right? And then it became World War One. So, I mean, you could sit. Well, okay. I was almost going to say that you could you could look at uh, Operation Enduring Freedom as World War Three. I mean, that was a 20 year war. Right, but was the whole world involved? No, I, I don't think so. But was the whole world involved in World War One and World War Two? So look back at the who was involved, right? So you had Germany, you had. Um, so basically, a world war is everybody in NATO against somebody who is not, or an alliance of people who aren't. Right. So you had, okay. well, you go just pick on World War II. So sure. you had Germany, you had Italy, you had Japan, right? 
Yeah, Russia kind of flipping sides there for a minute. So when you look at a group of aggressors versus a group of people who were being aggressed, and the world gets involved, right? So yes, Mm. the Iraqi freedom, enduring freedom. You had Australians, you had Polish, you had um, Swedish, you had all kinds of forces from different nations involved, but they were just offering support. They were in a support role versus an active aggressive role. Okay. So when it gets to the point that, I don't know, England is sending their entire uh, force to assist with the outcome of the battle and not just a piece, and then it becomes Norway, let's say, let's pick on them. Sure. They send their entire force to assist against an alliance of aggressors is, I think, when a World War III situation would happen. So if you, if you, so you're basically saying that in order for it to be a world war, you have to have a whole lot of shit going on at the same time. Yes. You have to have multiple countries all coming in, whether they're on your side or not on your side, but they're all coming into this war to the, the, what, what this little mini battle, whatever they're having, but basically the world is fighting for something, whether it's just, Hey, I don't want to be part of this big picture, but I'm going to jump in I'm going to dip my toes in the water to, uh, protect this, whatever that would be. And then back out. Well, I don't know. There was a lot of backing out during, you know, because you look, England stayed within World War II for the entirety, you know? Yeah. As an example, right? There was other, but you start looking at how long are these people, if they're all there for the duration and they're all sending their entire force, right? Sure. You know, like the U.S. went full send. Right, yep. Uh, The U.S. went full yeet. (laughs) We sent (laughs) what we could to the Pacific Theater. Yeah. And we sent the rest of it to the Atlantic. World War Three. I kind of feel personally that this is a term to instill fear into the general populace. Yeah. Like, we've been at war since damn near my whole life, whether it's a small war or a big war or whatever, so damn near my entire life that I can recollect, if that's the right word, we've been at war. So... When you say World War Three to me, I'm like, that's a big ask because I feel like there are countries out there that don't support the American ideology like they used to back in whatever. And so they're going to be a little bit more cautious about, hell yeah, we're going to back America. We're going to do this. I can be completely wrong, but that's just my thoughts. So for me to for me to sit there and say, are we going to be in a in a conflict? Sure, probably. Who is it going to be with? I have no idea. I, it doesn't matter. Well, it seems like every time you turn on the TV, it's somebody new. Oh yeah, but uh, again, 
I I have trouble believing the news. Even when I go to do my research online, it's hard to find like what's really going on. If, okay. So for instance, during the whole COVID pandemic, when I turned on the news, I am being told a story about New York. And I talk to my relatives who are in New York and they're like, no, I mean, it sucks here, but they're not seeing, they can't validate what the news is telling them. Right. A hundred percent. Not to say it didn't happen, but I have people that are in that state that are saying, yeah, no, that's, that, that doesn't sound right at all. So if somebody tells me that this is happening in Europe, if I don't have somebody to talk to that I know that I trust in Europe, then the only thing, then I don't know what's really going on. Right. And I'm not there to on ground and I don't have the permissions, you know, to see what the guys in the five cornered building are seeing and doing. So, right. I don't know. I'm just thinking to myself that I guess that's what I feel is that World War Three. I agree with you. That's something that is not going to be, we can call it whatever we want to call it, you know, but that's not something that happens now. That's going to be something that's renamed in the history books right. after we're long gone. So I think, I think it's being used as a scare tactic. Yes, agree. And I feel like as crazy as some of the aggressors are that are out there, I don't know that anybody wants to press the button. Well, and I, I kind of have, I, I don't know. Oh, I think people want to hover their finger gently over the button, but they don't want to press it. And I think that the American government right now, they don't, they got to be really careful because you, you we're getting to that cycle where people want to win elections. Correct. I, I think that if you if you if you make decisions, certain decisions could seal your fate. Agree. You're watching the uh, TikToks and the Instagram reels and 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 this and that, and that's where you get a lot of your influence from. That's why it's an influential platform. Uh, but it but it invokes thought. It invokes anger. And I love like uh, they're, 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 the new one that I saw today was uh, if you're a, if you're a female between the ages of 18 and whatever, you're going to be drafted. We're going to the United States government is going to enact the female draft. And you got all these girls coming on like, yeah, go for it. Cause we're all freaking psycho. We're all crazy. Yep. So like the draft is the draft is a bad thing in in my mind. What well, what's bad about it and this will be just off topic for a second, but when you turned 18 and when I turned 18, we both had to register for selective service. Yes. When our wives turned 18, they did not. Well, and there's a reason for that. Fast forward to 2023, when we're screaming about equality and equal rights and everything else, women still do not have to register for the selective service. Yeah. Yeah. If you want equality, then yes, 
you you should have to make it every United States citizen at the age of 18 has to register. Yep. You it, 100%. I'm going to sit there and tell you that, or I'm going to, I can't tell you. I'm going to say my opinion is that the people who, there, there are 100 people lined out the door of the recruiter's office and 99 of them don't qualify because the standards are so high. So the draft for me is we're in a world of hurt and we can't find people who meet our stupid ass standards. You're it, you're it, you're it, you're it. Everybody's it. I'm, I am Oprah Winfrey in green. Come on in. Agreed. And that's what it was designed for is when you look historically when his draft was used the most, right? Let's talk in the seventies and what was going on there. And people were in arms against what was going on. Ah, yes, I get it. And you're a, you're more of a historical buff than I am. So you can feel free to just trash what I'm about to say. But I think that in those days, people like, Serving for the military was something that people wanted to do. People understood there's some people who are destined to be destined to be doctors. Some people are destined to be lawyers and whatever. Okay. But the people, the, 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 the one percent that we get, let's just say 0.9 percent of the people that we get in the military are the people who would probably freaking be trying to put the skins on the lotion if it wasn't for the military to step in and, and save their lives. That was a choice. That was something that was great. But now people don't have the same outlook or the same view of the military that they did in the 70s or the eighties or the nineties. Look, I mean, look, the, the military, sorry, interrupt whenever you want. But when nine 11 happened, the recruiters offices were just lined to the wall. Everybody was like, Oh, you did what? Yes. I want to, I want to fight back. Right. So, right. Ultimately what happened was it was a volunteer force until we weren't getting people to volunteer. Everyone that wanted to volunteer had volunteered in the 70s, right? During Vietnam. Sure. Okay. So we have, we had to draft to in order to support our mission. And that meant taking people that were anti-war because it's all based off a number and sending them into a situation. Once the Vietnam War ended, we could maintain through you know volunteer force so people still were like i want to do it for this i want to do it for that do you think that the people who you're okay so you're you're in the 70s and you're like yeah we need numbers congratulations you're a physically fit person or at least you look like you're somebody that we can make physically fit we're gonna bring you in and we're going to train you and we're gonna send you to war that 
those individuals' mentalities, yeah, I'm sure there were people who were like, uh, this is stupid, whatever. I'm going to figure out how to get myself out of this. And uh, yes, I'm sure that there's people who are like, holy crap, I love this. This is freaking awesome because of the camaraderie and the friendships. And, you know, do you think the results to me would have to be so different today? Because like with technology and social media and like, I just feel like the results would be different. Like, I don't think the the draft would work today like it would work in 1970, which I wasn't around for. So I, you know. I mean, it is interesting to think about it, but at the same time, people with technology, right, it can work against you. You're going to use your debit card. You're going to do something. There's not a way to flee the country as easily as there was in the 70s. So if your number's called in 2023 or four or five or whenever it would happen, odds of you getting busted and getting drug, your ass drug onto an airplane and kicked out the back into, <laughs> into a war zone are probably pretty good. Right, yeah. I mean, if you tried to leave the country and so on and so forth, then, I mean, you would basically, I, I, again, I'm not a lawyer, I'm not legal, I'm not anything, but to me, if you tried to flee... I would think that that would be a violation that would cause you to lose your citizenship. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Going back right to the original question, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think... Squirrel! I think there has to be somebody that is threatening, you know, a nuclear attack or something of that nature that would be like, okay, look, we need to get involved on a mass scale to stop this madman. Right. Or person, mad person. Whoever, yeah, whoever the mad person is. The aggressor. I'm going to take a quick pause. Don't make pee jokes, Jesus. Real quick, I didn't know if this was going to keep going or not. So I was like, uh, I got to pee. That's fine. Yeah, I I don't know. I I, I think I think historically, like I, after we're long gone, yeah, I think there's going to be a World War Three in the history. But I don't know if it's going to happen in our lifetime. I don't know if that time that is referenced as World War III is going to be in our lifetime or not. But it, it it's interesting. I feel like maybe the better question would be, do you feel that we would be into a second Cold War? Oh, that is a good question. Before we would go into a third World War. So describe what a Cold War would be. Today, if we if if a cold cold war happened tomorrow, what would it be? It would just be a, like a massive show of force with everybody with itchy trigger fingers, essentially, but nobody wanting to to pull the trigger. I can you, see that. You got to think. I see like that post World War Two, post Korea, that kind of stuff. You know, yeah. people are cruising around. You know, just as a show of force that, hey, we're still here. There's a lot of us here. You know, we're not playing FAFO. Who's got the bigger buffer? Yeah. I don't know. It's an interesting thought. But I guess for me, I guess, I I don't know. Just live your life, you know? I mean, don't, like, I I have trouble staying out of social media. See, every time I put my thumb up or the computer thinks that I put my thumb up, 
it puts a thumbs up on the screen ah. because of AI. I did see that. It's stupid. I'm not trying. I've never given you the thumbs up. I just, I place my hands and the, the freaking thing thinks that I'm like, hey, thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Live your life, man. Get, put your phone down. Put your, I don't know. I don't even know where I'm going with this. Enjoy it while it lasts. It it frustrates me, but it also intrigues me because you are the type of person who can go happily weeks without touching technology. Yeah. I'm the kind of guy who can't go seconds. Like, I want technology in my sleep. (laughs) It's coming. Yeah, right. And it's scary as shit, right? I want technology that I can monitor, I can control, and so on and so forth. I'm a technology guy, but I have a limit. When I went to the dealership and I bought my car, I was like, I want four wheels on the ground, one reserve, and a steering wheel. Power windows, power locks, that's it. I don't want anything else. Yep. It's impossible to get away from that now. I love technology, don't want it in my car because I know how quickly technology is outdated. Yep. Anyway, brother. Yeah, man. That was a good question from a good listener. Good conversation. Who knows what's going to happen in two weeks? Another episode. That we can count on. See you in two weeks, brother. (laughs) All right. Stop ruining my friends. Yeah. We got to get some music back. I don't know what the fuck. We should. End of episode.